let's look at this and then I'll share. Uh, just so you know, we're going to talk about serving and then when we look, uh, we get to apply it this morning. Amen? When you walk out the doors, there's tables. And there's going to be food. And so I encourage you to grab your food first because if you're like me, you're hungry right after the service. And, and grab your food and then go around to the tables and see where you want to uh, serve and help advance the gospel of Jesus. Amen? But family, God is doing incredible things in this church. Uh, I know COVID, when COVID hit, man, it, it hit hard. It obviously is still here. We, most of you should be like me. We wanted to die and go away. And it's not dying and going away. And, and it's wild because, you know, COVID's been hard. We all know we've all lost people who we love. People have died. You know, whether it's COVID, suicide, you know, uh, domestic abuse, um, marriages, uh, are strained, strained, stressed like we've never seen. Uh, but yet in the midst of all that, family, this church, Jesus and this church has brought me so much joy to see what God's been doing. Like, we're never going to be able to go back to one service, and that's good news, amen? Like, people are still getting saved. For example, last week, two ladies got saved at the backpack drive, amen? amen. And then y'all, many of you who were in second service saw... You know, I mean, Chance, who's been praying for his brother, man. His brother gives his life to the Lord. We got to watch them embrace and just hug and just weep. I mean, that's a beautiful thing when you see someone surrender to Jesus. Amen? First service, we had somebody surrender to Jesus. Like, God has just been saving people. It's been awesome. And, and people aren't just getting saved, but we're seeing them get plugged in. We're seeing people get discipled. And how do we know that they're getting discipled? Because they're now discipling others. I mean, I, I got to watch David Brother, how he's been with Don over there, and getting to watch uh, Nick with Josh, and just getting to watch many different people as they're pouring in and discipling one another. Family, those are good things. And because of those things, this church is growing. God is just showing grace and in favor. And, and family, if you haven't heard, we're, we're, we got to build a new building, and, uh, and we're going to have some really sweet news to share with y'all in, in the next two weeks. we got to meet with the building committee. But just so you know, we met with the engineer... And we are very close to finally seeing the grounds torn up out there. And one reason why I know we're getting even closer is because someone else donated some more money. And we almost have the money that we need for the first phase of tearing the grounds up. Amen? Right. Like, God is doing great things. But family, for those things that continue, man, it takes a body. Amen? It's got to be more than just a few people joining in on that mission and in that vision and saying, Hey, let's, man, we want to be part of this. And, and watch God do His things. Now, family, by God's grace, He's chosen to save us. Amen? I mean, family, we were enemies. If, if you're not a, a child of God, if you haven't repented and given your life to Jesus, you're an enemy. I know people don't like hearing that. That's what the Bible says. You're an enemy. It's an incredible thing that Jesus would die for His enemies. And family, the good news is He doesn't just save us. He doesn't just rescue us from the pits of hell. Amen? Family, He transforms us. Look at someone say, Transforms. I love that word transform because I'm a big transformer uh, movie guy. I grew up on Transformers. The, the cartoon classic devastated me. My dad told me to see it. I remember just wanting to cry. Like, how do you kill off all my heroes? But like, we all want to be transformed. And that's the incredible thing. God transforms us. Amen. He doesn't leave us as we are. Amen. Yeah. He like he, he creates us and makes us a new creation. The Bible says, and not just a new creation, but ministers of reconciliation. Look at someone and say, minister of reconciliation. Now try to say that ten times real fast. You're like, what? Like, but the family, that's an incredible thing that God would give us this ministry. And He gives all of us that ministry of reconciliation. And family, 
And why is this? Because we were created for His glory. It's why God created you. He didn't create you because He was a lonely God. He wasn't lonely. He's triune. He had His angels. No, we were created for His glory. For His purpose. And family, watch this. And for good works. I'm going to say good works. Yes. You see this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And there's many other passages. But in Ephesians chapter 2, it's the famous passage where it says, But God, and, and in His grace, and in His rich mercy, He saved us, and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's a free gift. It's by His grace. The family, He doesn't just save us. He transforms us so that we can now do good works. Now, can good works save us? No. Our good works are filthy rags before the Lord. That's why we need to be saved and redeemed. So why? Now we can actually do what He's always wanted us to do. And that's bring glory to His name. That's do the works that He's called us to do. Amen? And family, we need to ask ourselves this morning, are we being good stewards of what God has given us? Are we being good stewards of serving one another? Family, that word steward that we're seeing right here in, in 1 Peter means owner. Everyone say owner. So I know some of you are going, man, I, I'm not a businessman. I'm not an entrepreneur. And God didn't ask for that. If He has saved you, guess what? Then He's shown you grace and He's called you to be a steward. He's giving you ownership. And we've got to ask ourselves this morning, are we being stewards? For example, are we being stewards of our marriage? Are we being stewards of our children? And I'm about to give us a list of some other things here. Are we being good stewards of money? I know people are like, oh, he just said the word money, and I did. My family, money belongs to the Lord, amen? It's His. He doesn't have to give you anything. Nada. And I know some of you are going, well, He hasn't, because I, I want more. Well, maybe God hasn't given you more, because you don't even have to be faithful for what He's given you. Like, I hear a bunch of people saying, I should have as much as they do. Well, are you faithful as they are? And family, sometimes God hasn't called us to have as much as others. And what He has given us, are we good owners? Do we faith, in other words, do we faithfully give to God? How do you give to God? You give to the church. Are you faithfully giving? Do you save your money? I hear some going, well, I'll save and give to God when I have more. You'll never have enough. And if you don't give now and don't save now, you won't save or give later on. Amen? And so are you giving? Are you saving? Do you live below your means? That's being a good steward of your money. Time. Everyone say time. Are you a good steward of your time? If you're breathing right now, raise your hand. Man, that means you're alive. That's a good thing. I remember uh, years ago I was in a wreck. A car ran a red light. I did everything I could to avoid him. He did everything to make sure he hit me. And I remember uh, waking up because the airbag hit. I remember I'm like waking up. I'm like in my life. My, my car is like in, like in this, this ditch. And the lady, I remember she pinches me. Oh, ow. Because I was asking the question, you're alive? She's like, you're alive. And I was like, man, praise God, I'm alive. And family, what are we doing with that time that God has given us? Amen? Like, if you're alive, that's because God's not done with you. And are you being faithful with the time He's given you? Or are you that person going, well, I, I, I got time? Family, you don't know if you have time. I can't tell you how many funerals I've had done, too, since COVID. We have no clue how much time we have. Are we being faithful with the time that God has given us? The gospel message of Jesus. Family, are we being good stewards with the gospel message of Jesus? 
But God has entrusted you with His most precious message ever. That's the message of His Son, His only begotten Son, who died for you, rose from the dead, and is coming back again. Jesus crucified and risen. Are you being a good steward of the message? Because there, there are those that right now want to distort that message, add to that message. Are you being faithfully to defend it? Are you faithfully sharing it? And then what I really want to hit on this morning, spiritual gifts. I want to say spiritual gifts. That's what we see right here in the text. God had, we've all received the gift. Then we, if Christ is your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And in His sovereignty, He gives all of us gifts. Every single one of you have gifts. And if you want to go to your Bibles, read 1 Corinthians 12 through 4, uh, chapter 12 through chapter 14. Read Romans 12. Read Ephesians chapter 4. They explain to you the gifts of the Spirit. But you see it gives administration, evangelism, to be a preacher, to be a prophet, healing, mercy, faith. Now I can keep going. Are we being faithful with those gifts that God has given us? And then the next one, family, serving. I want to say serving. Family, I'm telling you right now this morning, if you don't serve others, you're not being faithful with the gifts that God has given you. Because those gifts, so that we can serve one another, amen? And are we good stewards of serving others? Do we serve? And then family, the, the last one, grace. Are we good stewards of grace? Like our, our family, God has shown us grace. He didn't have to show any of us grace. And what do we do with that grace? Are, are we good stewards of the grace that God has bestowed on all of us who call on the name of Jesus? Uh, Dr. Tony Evans says this. Full service gas stations are hard to find today. Now this, some of you don't even know what that is. And this, you know, and I, there was a few when I was young. I don't know if there's really any anymore. But a full, but a, a, a full service gas station was you had a bunch of people serving. wasn't just one. Now you just pull up and it's just you. But it used to be a bunch of people. Most are self-service where it's just you. Unfortunately, many attend church like a self-service station. They fill up on preaching. They go home until they need more fuel. And that should be stinging some of us in here right now. But God intends His church to be full service. Amen? With each member providing for the well-being of others. You see... There, there are many, especially the American church, is guilty of this. We just want to show up, give me a word, and pump me up, and don't ask me to do anything for anyone else. I'm too busy when I have time. Well, what you're saying is, I don't care to be a good steward of what God has given me. We want to be good stewards, amen, family? Galatians 6.10 says this, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. And especially to those who are of the household of the faith. Family, are we doing good by serving, especially to the household of the faith? I hear some, I don't care to serve the church. I serve those outside the church. What do you do with Galatians 6.10? What do you do with Jesus when He says, they shall know us by our love for one another? Like, do you know Jesus died for the church? Like, do you understand what you're saying when you say you don't want to love and serve the church? What you're saying is, I don't care for who you die for, Jesus. Ephesians 4, verse 12 says, to equip. So why is he called those to be pastors and shepherds and teachers and prophets and evangelists? To equip the saints. Everyone say saints. saints. For the work of ministry. Family, you've all been called to the work of ministry. Amen? 
For building up the body of Christ. Again, why has God gifted you? Why is it our responsibility to equip you? So that you can properly work for the Lord and build up His body, His church. And then Hebrews 10, 24-25 says this, And let us consider how to stir up. Everyone say, stir up. Family, we stir each other up. If you've been around me long enough, you know I don't mind stirring people up. Sometimes it's to annoy. I was that annoying brother. And now I'm that annoying dad. I'll pick my daughters up from school or somewhere. And I'll just make weird noises. And they're like, Dad, what are you doing? And they're like ducking and hiding. And I'm like, I'm purposely stirring y'all up. And so, but do we stir each other up to serve one another? Like we should be doing that, family. But to stir one another up to what? To love and good works. That's why we're doing this message this morning. I'm praying you get stirred up. Not neglecting together as it is a habit of some. Family. Church is essential. Amen? That's what it's saying right here. We need to be in church. Can I get an amen? amen? I hear people saying, I can't be in church. It's not safe. But I'll be at the grocery store. And I'll be at the parties. And I'll be at the movies. Oh, I know I'm saying it. I'm saying it on camera too. That makes no logical sense. God, I'm not safe to be in your presence, but I'm safe to be at the grocery store. But you understand, I have to buy food. Well, Jesus said, I don't live on bread. I live on the Word of God. We need to be in church. Amen, family? But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, family, we want to be good stewards of the spiritual gifts that God gives us. Amen? And so some ways that we can be a good steward of the spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. And ways that is to build each other up. Amen? Family, whatever gifts God has given you, it's not about you. Can I get an amen? amen. Stop watching most of the Christian TV channels. Alright, where you see them making the gifts all about themselves. That is not why God gifts us. Amen? He gifted us so that we can serve and build each other up. And what you need to be asking yourself is the gifts that God has given you, are you using them to build each other up? Are you doing it? Are you too busy trying to just build yourself up? Another way to be good stewards of the gifts is to serve one another. Ask yourself, when's the last time you came to church and served? When's the last time you served a brother or sister who's in need? We have people in need in our church. People who are battling cancer. They can't be here. People who are battling certain sicknesses. Like, what are we doing to serve one another? As Brother Josh said, I used to not serve the homeless. God saved me, changed me. Now I see that, hey, they too are made an image. And what am I doing to see them come to Jesus? And then family, another good way to be a steward is to practice in the gifts and to grow in them. You can't grow in them if you don't practice. An athlete can't become a better athlete if he doesn't practice. My daughter who plays softball will get annoyed with me because I tell her, sweetie, you're going to go outside and you're going to hit the ball 40 times. I don't want to hit it 40 times. Dad, Coach said I'm getting better. Why are you getting better? Because, man, you've got to go out there and practice, practice. Same thing with the gifts, amen? Family, you're being a good steward to gifts as well if you're discipling. Like, are we discipling? Do we teach people how to look like Jesus, how to follow Jesus? I'm not saying make them a Baptist or a Methodist. I'm talking about, do, do we show people how to look like Jesus? How to be a father? How to be a parent? How to be a good worker? 
Are we discipling? That's, and then family, another way uh, when it comes to the gifts is advancing the gospel. God has given you that gift to advance the gospel. What we're seeing in Philippians. Many people are trying to what? Hinder the church in Philippians from advancing the gospel. And why has God gifted us? To advance the gospel. And so do you use your gifts for the gospel? Or do you make the gifts all about you? And then family, last, and we see it right here in verse 11 in 1 Peter. Look right here towards the, the end of verse 11. It says, In order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Why is God giving you gifts? So that you can glorify the name of God. So that when people watch you use your gifts in a way that God has called you, it causes people to glorify God. It causes people to say, God is real. And how can I know Him? And so family, are you neglecting and wasting the gifts that God is giving you? Are you wasting the talents that God is giving you? And then family, why do we want to be good stewards of serving one another? Here's some reasons. Because you're allowing your gifts that God has given you to be put to work. Which means somebody's life will never be the same again. How many of you want to know that you've impacted someone's life? That their life will never be the same again? Raise your hand if that's you. You're like, I want to know that I impact someone's life and their life is never the same again. Then family, serve. By serving, you impact people's lives to where they're never the same again. Amen? Family, another uh, reason why you want to be a good steward of serving one another is you're helping carry one another's burdens. Amen? Say burdens. Family, we want to help carry one another's burdens. You, do you know how selfish that is to show up at church and say, I'm not going to do nothing except serve me, 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 me. And then we want to say, hey, I love you. No, you don't. Like, they, they help out serve. In Exodus 18, Moses' father-in-law says, you're about to burn out, brother, if you don't get some people to step up and help you serve. Nehemiah, the walls were never got built if it was just Nehemiah himself. And Acts chapter 2 is not just the apostles. Man, we see now 3,000 people who have joined in and the numbers grow and everyone's doing what? Serving one another, helping one another out. That's why the gospel advanced and turned the whole world upside down. Because they were carrying one of those burdens, amen? Family, another reason why you want to serve one another, it causes unbelievers to be attracted to Jesus. We see this in Acts 2, 47. And it says, And their numbers were being added day by day. But you have to read the verses above. What was happening? 3,000 people get saved. They begin to get discipled. They're, they're in the Word of God. They're in fellowship. They're, they're in church. But there's something else that many people miss. They were serving one another. If someone had need, they were helping. They, they were quick to serve one another. And family, that caused the outside world to be attracted. They're like, man, look, this brother lost his job. And look how they all came to his aid. Look how they came to the aid of this person who's battling sickness. The, the, the outside world saw that and said, I want to know this Jesus they have. Because I long to be in a community like that. I long to be around brothers and sisters who will fight with me until the day I die. That's why we want to serve, amen? And family, it brings great joy when you serve. It just does. Like, I can be having the most cruddiest day. 
And then I've been there where I'm having a horrible day and someone needs to be serving. I'm like, God, why is this person in front of me right now? I don't want to serve them. Don't you know what's going on in my life? And the Lord's like, yeah, you're having a pity party. Like, I just, all I hear right now from you, Billy, is, you know, I'll cry if I want to. And I'm like, I'm not done listening to you crying. Serve. And what happens when you serve and you're no longer thinking about your pity party? What happens? It brings you joy. Because you know you just made someone else's life better. And that's a good thing, amen? And family, it shows you really love God and really love your neighbor. Like, you can't run around saying, I love God and people if you're not serving people. Like, are you serving? And so family, I want to make sure that we put some application to this. And so, how can you serve here at Ask and be plugged in? Well, outreach, and you'll see them pop up. Uh, Brother John oversees uh, the outreach here at, at our church. And family, there's acts of love. You just heard that from Brother Josh. Where you can get involved with serving the homeless. There's meat at the cross. You saw a picture of that where, man, we were meeting with the police. Like, man, if you haven't been at one of the meat at the cross, you need to come. It's a beautiful thing watching God just reconcile and bring all types of people together at the cross. Amen. Like, it's an incredible thing. We go outside the four walls and we serve the community. And we bring the cross with us because it's the only answer. Amen? Amen. And if you don't know, Sister Teresa, she's in the back. Everyone say hi, Teresa. We love Teresa. Teresa oversees the pregnancy center. Like, if you don't know, like, man, the fourth Thursday, we serve many ladies who are pregnant who are trying to figure out what to do, and we're encouraging them to keep that baby and we'll walk with them. She faithfully serves that ministry. And our church goes out there the fourth Thursday of every month. We don't just want to tell people not to have an abortion. We want to walk with them. Amen? Amen. So she does that. I encourage y'all to see Teresa afterwards. Especially if you're a lady and say, sign me up. I want to be a part of that ministry right there. Amen? There's youth. Everyone say hi, Matt. Hi. And Matt and Tiffany are doing an incredible job. Amen? Like, incredible job. The youth have kicked us out of the sanctuary. Like the adults, we're like, we got to meet in the back. Alright? And when and we're trying to hear each other, know that that's okay. Every adult's like, I, I'm okay that I can't hear you right now. Like, because they just love knowing what's happening with the youth. Like, man, youth are getting saved. So many unchurched youth are coming as well. It's been an incredible thing what's happening with the youth. Family, they need help. Alright? They need some people who say, hey, you know what? We want to be a part of that. We want to help serve. You don't have to be young to serve in the youth. Miss Betty, who I still know to this day, I'll never forget when I was a pastor, came up to me. She's like, man, I'm not young. I was like, Miss Betty, do you know how to love? I know how to love. Awesome. The kids will love you then. She would. She'd make them food and made them love her even more. Like, oh, we really love you, Miss Betty, because she was always baking them stuff and just loving on them. And so, man, I encourage you to sign up for the youth if you can help there. Children's ministry. We need help in children's ministry. We have people who have been carrying a burden that shouldn't have to carry in children's ministry. Ladies who are having to serve back there way too many Sundays. But we want our kids back there. We get reminded when they sit in service. Oh, I want them back there. <laughs> Learning about Jesus so I can hear. So, man, I want to encourage you to pray about serving in children's ministry. We need help in children's ministry. Uh, the welcome team. As people stand at the door, they smile. Some smile. Some I tell them to stand guard, make sure nobody comes in. Others help with the coffee. Like there's, there's many different things involved with the welcome team. But know that's an area that you can help. Uh, media and sound. I mean, if you like computers, sound. I'll just tell you this. If you don't have an ear for sound, probably shouldn't be back there. But if you're like, I think I have an ear for sound, 
Man, go back there. Uh, worship. Man, we're always looking for worship. If you know how to play an instrument, you can sing, sign up. If you cannot sing, serve somewhere else. God did not get you there. If you're like, I've never picked up a guitar, but I'm going to go sign up, don't sign up. God wants you somewhere else. Amen. Missional community groups. All of you want to be plugged into a missional community group. Get plugged into a group. And you can serve in those groups, but in all of our areas, we have missional community groups where people come and meet, they fellowship, the Word of God, pray for each other. And so we want to encourage y'all sign up, get plugged in a missional community group. They, they meet throughout the week, and you'll be so glad that you did. And then real life discipleship. People ask me all the time, how do we get in the leadership process in this church? Sign up for real life discipleship. Where, man, where, where we, we give you basics on what it means to be a disciple of Christ and how to disciple others. And you, you want to be in that class. It is, it's great. You'll love it. And there's other things. There's the prayer team, praise dance, drama. There's young adults. You pray and see where you want to serve. Amen? And then family, as I close this out, you've been called to serve. Don't bury your gifts and talents. Can I get amen? Don't bury it. If you know the parable of the talents, there's two men that didn't bury their talents. There was one who did. He didn't go to heaven. He didn't know who God was. Because someone who really knows God doesn't waste the gifts that God gives them. They doesn't bury the gifts. They know who God is and they want to be used and want to do it well. Amen? Don't bury your talents and your gifts. And family, know this. By serving, you're going to help advance the gospel. And family, if we're not serving then you're not glorifying God. You can't say, I glorify God if you don't serve. We glorify God by serving. Amen? So let's bow our heads and let's go to prayer.